An amazing, miraculous story you're about to hear, if you keep it right here. This is the mayor of the airwaves. His name is Tony Marakovitz. Did I pronounce it right? Yes, you did. It's Tony Marakovitz. What kind of a name is that? Is that Sicilian? Uh, Well, my first name, of course, my mom was Italian, Sicilian, and uh, actually my name is Anthony. I was named after St. Anthony Feast, where my mother and father met, Lynnhurst, New Jersey. And my father was a, a tall... Uh, Austrian, uh, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, and his last name is Marakovic. Well, you're pretty tall yourself. How tall are you? Six foot what? Six four. Six four. Okay. Well, it's great to uh, be talking with you, Tony. Now, you had a miraculous encounter. Listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. He's going to tell you how actually he was awakened in the night, and he claims it was, you believe to be, an angelic visitation that turned his life around. But let's go back a few years ago. Where were you born? I was born in New Jersey, Passaic, New Jersey, uh, March 3rd, 1957. Okay, what caused you to have an early addiction to drugs? What was it, alcohol? What was it? Alcohol, pills, pot, every, you name it, you could imagine. I started at 15 years old being a big shot with all my friends. Okay, so now years go by. You live for years. and How many years did you live as an addict? Forty years I was an addict. How did you live? Did you live on the street? Were you homeless? Did you go to jail? No, I was a functioning addict. I had businesses, body shops. I worked for my father. I worked for myself. I worked for companies. But I was a, I was a, I, I, I worked, but I was an addict for 40 years. Okay, so what led to your miraculous uh, emancipation from the addictions of alcohol and drugs? Well, after 40 years of addiction, I was uh, totally tired of sick of being sick. At 55 years old, I uh, one night dropped to my knees and asked God to help me. Um, I was sick of uh, when I was drinking, and I was sick when I wasn't drinking, and I needed to change or I was going to die. Um, where In 2007, I did have a brain aneurysm. And they were going to pull the plug, but God woke me up, and it took me six months to learn to walk and talk again. You had to learn to talk Yes, I did. How frustrating is that when you can't communicate? It was frustrating because I couldn't talk and I couldn't walk either. Um, It took six months for me to come back to um, life, and that was because of God's grace. Now, at that time, did you know it was God's grace? Because there's a few miracles that are coming up, ladies and gentlemen. At that time, did you know that, or...? No, I did not, because I was still in my full-blown addiction. Okay, so you learn how to talk again, you learn how to walk again. What happens next? And then I went back to addiction, and then in 2012, um, I was just sick of being sick, and I couldn't do it anymore. I was homeless, and I was living with a friend of mine who was... So you lost all your business. You were living with a friend what? I was living with a friend in in Florida, and I ended up... um, Living with him for a while, he was going to help me out, and um, I went in the bathroom one night and started drinking my vodka like I did at 5 in the morning so I could get rid of shakes, and I started throwing up blood. And I looked in the mirror, and I saw death. And I said the three magic words, God, please help me. I can't do this no more. And when I walked out of the bathroom, my friend Larry was standing there and said, what's the matter, Tony? And I said, I can't do this no more. I need help. I'm sick when I drink, and I'm sick when I don't drink. And um, the rest is the, is the story that is miraculous. Now, 
How, so who, how did you, what, what happens next? How did you end up at this faith farm? That's a place right. where alcoholics go to uh, dry out? Right. Well, what happened was um, he went to this place called Faith Farm Ministries in Fort Lauderdale. The one down in Fort Lauderdale is three. One in Boynton, one in Okeechobee, one in Fort Lauderdale. He went there to see the intake supervisor, and uh, the next morning, I thought we were going to work, and he brought me to Faith Farm Ministries. And um, He said, you're staying here. And that's where I stayed. Uh, he told me I was staying there. I thought it was a 30-day program or a 60-day, and it turned out to be a nine-month program. Who paid for that? It was all free. It's uh, self. It, it, it takes care of itself by donations. Faith Farm um, is. It, it doesn't cost anything. It's free. So a guy like you will get out, and if you survive and you're drug free years later, there's probably a payback, right? The payback is helping others. Uh, what I do is I um, help others to get the miracles that I have gotten and show them faith, strength, and hope. Okay, so. You're at the Faith Farm, and one day you're in a depression. You decide you're going to go across the street, you're going to drink vodka, and you're going to stand in front of a train and end your life. Is that so? Yes, I was. Um, I was. Um, I got there October 24, 2012, and um, I got through Thanksgiving. But when December 24th came around, I was um, so uh, overwhelmed with. Um, depression, anxiety, shame for what I did in the past, um, what I did to my daughter, my wives in the past, and I was just done. I couldn't deal with being sober on Christmas. I couldn't deal with sober. I couldn't deal with what I did in the past. I was going to go across the street and get a bottle of vodka and um, drink that and go up to the train tracks on Oakland Park Boulevard and, uh, and jump in front of the train and just end it all. And as I was walking off the farm, there was a van getting loaded up with gentlemen. And I ended up, um, the guy started yelling at me, hey, you, come over here. And I walked over to him. I said, what's up? And he goes, where are you going? I said, nowhere. I'm taking a walk. He says, no, you look like you're walking off the farm. I said, no, I'm not walking off the farm. I'm just taking a walk. Well, is your name on the list to get on this bus? I said, for what? He goes to go to Calvary Chapel. I said, what's Calvary Chapel? He says, it's a church. We're going there for a Christmas service. Is your name on the list? I said, I don't know. What's your name? Anthony Morakowitz. He looks at the list. He says, no, you're not on here. I said, well, I guess I can't go. He says, oh, no, no, wait a minute. How do you spell it? He put it on the list. He says, get on the bus. So I got to Calvary Chapel. and A group of men are on this bus? This yeah, is- there was 25 of us. Okay. And we got to Calvary Chapel. And I was, um, I got out of the bus and I was feeling overwhelmed by the amount of people that were going in this church. <laughs> and then when I walked into the church and I saw the size of this church, it was just a great feeling. And what happened was when the band came out and started playing, everybody jumped up with their arms. So I did the same thing. <laughs> and then I started crying and I couldn't stop crying. And then Pastor Bob Coy came out to speak. What's his name? Pastor Bob Coy? Pastor. I believe he was on my show years ago. Now, he was, was he had an addiction in the past? Yes, he did. He had an addiction in the past. He was a drug addict, alcoholic, coke addict. He did all the st- same stuff that I did, and he was up there as a pastor. Wow. And um, he spoke, and I felt God speaking to me. And I didn't know what an altar call was, but all I know is when he asked for people to come up to the altar and give their life to Christ, I just ended up jumping out of my seat. Running down the aisle, I fell flat on my face, couldn't stop crying. And people came and picked me up off the floor, and Bob Coy was praying over the top of me. 
And as I was praying over the top of me, um, I just felt this overwhelming feeling of a new life relief. I felt like the whole world was lifted off my shoulders and I felt this instant change inside of me that was the most incredible feeling and everybody told me that was the Holy Spirit entering my body. Wow, so what happens next? So then um, they took me into a back room, they gave me a Bible, they prayed with me, they loved on me, they hugged me, they, they, they talked to me and told me now I'm in the kingdom of God. I went back to the farm. This is all on the day you were going to commit suicide. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. That was the God got my, God you got re- my intention. You, you had reached the bottom of the, bear, the bottle. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. And the next thing I know, I went back to the farm and started really digging into the program. And I couldn't wait to get back to uh, Calvary Chapel. I had to wait six months. I had to get into class four. So I diligently worked the program. Um, it, was a, it was all Bible-based. It's a Bible-based, and it's a, a, all college credits while you're in there. And I learned how to live life through the Bible. And, and then in, and I ended up actually getting hired and teaching it there for another You're year. Kidding. Now, how many years have you been sober now? Uh, six years, October 24th. That's wonderful. Now, Okay, so what happens now? Now you're asked to, to preach somewhere or something? Yeah, well, I was, um, I was um, in the farm, and I started, um, for some reason, started studying the Bible. Of course, I was studying the Bible. But then I started writing these sermons and these visions started coming to me, and I started showing the pastor, and he says, well, if you're writing them, you got to get up and do them. <laughs> so I started preaching them on the altar. But um, what had happened was when I got into being there for six months and got into class four, I was allowed to go back to Calvary Chapel. Now, in the past, I had been serving a Catholic church called St. Paul's Church in Lighthouse Point, and there was a woman there. Um, who I became friends with. And I was there for four years, and I would go to church every morning at 7.30, but I was always drinking and drugging. Um, and I would go there on Sunday mornings to usher, and I'd be smelling like drugs and alcohol and, and be annihilated, but the church prayed for me. And this woman always prayed for me because she was also a recovering alcoholic herself so she knew the signs and what was going on and with she me. could smell the alcohol yeah she could smell the alcohol i used to give her to kiss a piece and she would smell the alcohol on me so she'd go home and pray for you what was her first name her first name is jerry okay continue on so then um what had happened was um when i left the church and went to faith farm ministries monsignor Deborah uh came to see me and pray with me while i was in the farm uh, when i went into the farm um, so the church was behind me. So here we go. Let's fast forward. Six months have gone by, and I'm going to go back to Calvary Chapel after I gave my life there on December 24th. So now this is um, March, and I am all excited about going back to Calvary Chapel. So it's a Saturday night service. I get dressed up. I get on the van with 25 guys, and we go to Calvary Chapel. And um, I get up to go to the men's room, and as I walk around, um, there's this angel, Jerry, standing there like God dropped her out of the sky. What are you doing here? Because you go to the Catholic Church. What are you doing here, right? And that's exactly what I said to her. I walked up to her. I said, Jerry, hi, what are you doing here? And she says, well, aren't you in the farm? And I'm like, yeah, but I'm going to start coming here Saturdays. I'm going to graduate in July. And I says, and what are you doing here? She says, well, I bring sponsees here. And uh, we What's come a here sponsee? With- 
Those are girls that she sponsors to help them go through the program of the 12 steps like she did. She's their coach. To get out of addiction. Right, to get out of addiction. She's their mentor and their coach, and she helps them go through the 12 steps. So you got to be happy to see her again. Yes, I was. I was um, very happy to see her, not realizing what was going on because after uh, the life that I led, I was never going to get married again. So the rest is kind of a God story. Because then what happens is we started meeting every Saturday. And um, finally, uh, we would just talk as friends. And she said to me, you know, uh, I'd like to come and see you at the farm. I said, you know what? I'm going to be preaching. Why don't you come and see me preach one night? So she came to see me preach one night. And um, a week before I was ready to graduate, uh, Jerry came to the farm to tell me that she fell deeply in love with me. And I was scared because here I am. I lost everything. Um, I'm in a farm and I have nothing. And she fell in love with me. So um, we started dating and seeing each other. And then um, I graduated the farm. And now I was able to come and go as I please. And then the farm hired me on. They were paying me $100 a week. And I was teaching classes. I was teaching uh, guys that were coming in and giving and showing them the miracles that God has done with me to show them that if he did it for me, he's going to do it for you and teaching uh, overview of Christian life, how to live life through the Bible. And as um, as things started progressing, um, I started getting more and more preaching with the pastor. And one night I was setting up um, to do a Holy Spirit sermon called the Holy Spirit and showed the difference between the Holy Spirit high compared to the drunken alcohol high. And it was a whole sermon that I had set up. Because I and, think sometimes when people drink or do drugs, that they're really seeking God. But God is a holy, pure, and virgin spirit of, uh, that's a high. But the, 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 the lie is the counterfeit. Right. That's that. That's Satan lying to you. Yeah. 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 So go ahead. So you're going to preach on this. What happens next? So um, the night before I'm going to get up and preach, um, it's a Tuesday night. Uh, I go to bed about 10 o'clock at night and two o'clock in the morning. I'm in I'm, I'm in my room, my apartment by myself. Doors locked. Sleeping. Sleeping. And I knew at what time it was because after the after the uh, action that happened, I was sleeping and I heard this voice and felt a presence standing by the side of my bed. And the voice said to me, Tony, while you're up on the altar preaching the Holy Spirit sermon, you are to bring Jerry up and ask you to marry you. And I sat up in bed and that person that was standing on the side of my bed vanished, just diminished in the air. Now, how clear could you see the features on this angelic visitor's face? It was like looking through um, a, a bed sheet and seeing a bright light. It was a, um, big. a, a big person silhouette standing on the side oh, of my bed Lord. with a deep, echoey voice telling me to bring Jerry up and ask her <laughs> to marry me. So I went and checked the door, and then I sat down on the bed. And, and you I, said, who's in this room? <laughs> yeah, I said, who's in this room? And nobody was answering me. And I'm like, I turned on the light, and I'm looking around. There's nobody in here. Doors are locked. So I sat there for a minute, and um, I heard the still small voice telling me, yeah, you got to bring Jerry up and ask her to marry you. So I grabbed the Bible, and I figured, let me pray. And when I opened up the Bible, the Bible went right to the first miracle that Jesus did at the wedding. 
uh, when he turned the water into wine. Wow, what a coincidence. Yeah, that's a God instance, that's for sure. So I sat up the rest of the night praying and kept hearing that voice. And then the following morning, I went to see the pastor. And he said to me, um, that was an angel of God. And that's a command from God. You got to bring Jerry up and ask her to marry you. And I says, well, I, I don't know about this. He goes, well, I said, wait a minute, I need confirmation. I need a ring. He said, well, go up to the thrift store. So I go up to the thrift store and I'm looking in the glass case and what do you think's there? An engagement ring. And I'm looking at this thing and the voice is going, that's it, that's it, get it. So I told the supervisor what was going on. He gave me the ring and the pastor went behind my back and paid for it. So um, now I got this ring and then that afternoon I call her up to say hello for lunch and the Holy Spirit jumps in and grabs my voice and I said to her over the phone, you know, Jerry, I'm really deeply in love with you. And her response to me was, well, I'm sure you'll show me someday. And I said, I gotta go and I hung up the phone. I ran back and I told the pastor what she said. (laughs) And the pastor was like, well, that's confirmation number two. So the next thing I know, I, I, um, I was all ready to do this and didn't know how I was going to do it. He just told me, get up and start the sermon and uh, God will do the rest for you. So she shows up and I'm dressed in a black tux with a white shirt with a a red bow tie. And she shows up. Why a tuxedo? It was a tux that I had and I figured I wanted to look nice when I was up there preaching that night. (laughs) They must have thought, what are you doing? So I had a black (laughs) and I got it from the farm. They gave it to me. So, so she's got to think something's up. No, she thought I was just getting up and preaching. She was excited because so, okay. she showed up all dressed up with black pants and a red oh, shirt. Oh, come on. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so you're up there. You start to preach. What are you preaching on? I'm preaching on the Holy Spirit high. I'm, I'm saying how the drug and alcohol high, you got to go to your drug dealer. you got to spend money. you got to go to the liquor store. you got to find a way there. Um, and you could get arrested for the drugs and everything. The, the, the Holy Spirit, how you just drop to your knees and it's free. Start meditation in God and you will be really high. And I'm going to do this sermon and it was really uh, involved. And I get up there and I start speaking about the Holy Spirit high. And then God starts taking my voice and starts talking about how Jerry is in recovery and how she's sponsoring 15 women and how God brought us together after my addiction at Calvary Chapel. And now we're walking in one. We're walking together as one. And I called her up on the altar. And she, so she gets up out of her chair, comes up. She's got to think what's going she on. She doesn't know what's going on. She thought she Later on, she told me she thought I was going to have her say her testimony. Oh, okay. She didn't know that I was going to do what I did. And when she got up on the altar, I looked at her and he says, by the power of the Holy Spirit and the grace of God, will you marry me? Did you fall to your knee or anything or no? No, I just stood there and and grabbed her hand Uh, and the ring slipped on perfect and fit perfect like I had made for her. She said yes to me. And then I looked at the the, uh, people out in the church and I said, (laughs) that's the power of the Holy Spirit. And the church went wild. And we got married there a year later at Faith Farm Ministries. Wonderful. And then you also confirmed it again by going back to the Catholic Church yeah. and getting married there. And got married at the Catholic Church, too. So you got yeah. married, married the I same married girl twice. twice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So life today is good. Yes. Life is a blessing. God is just amazing. Uh, me and my wife are in ministry together now. We serve at Calvary Chapel. Um, we, we we serve and we help others. And that's what our that's what we do. She helps the women and I help the men. And uh, it's, it's a great God life. Okay, Tony, 
M-A-R-A-K-O-V-I-T-Z. Do you have like an email address if somebody should want to connect yes. with you? They have a drinking problem, know somebody that does? It's Anthony Marakovic at yahoo.com. A-N-T-H-O-N-Y-M-A-R-A-K-O-V-I-T-Z at yahoo.com. And just just drop me an email and I could help you out. Thank you. Great meeting you, sir. Great meeting you. God bless you. Thank you. All right. This is the mayor of the airwaves. <laughs> Miracles still come true today, ladies and gentlemen. All you got to do, according to Tony, is drop to your knees.